It was. That little, he was like that little ratty kid that just hangs out. Like he was like Corey Feldman in uh, Stand By Me. He was just like that special kid, you know, he just cause shit to cause shit. You know, I'm gonna, train, I'm gonna dodge this train. Come on, Himmel. Just let's just go to lunch. I'm gonna dodge it. He's you the know? Corey. No, Rory, Rory's exactly right. Like Rory knew he's a kid. Me. Is... So who are you in Stand By Me? He's Vern. <laughs> I was Vern as a kid. I was like the little fat kid with a bad haircut. Uh, okay. All right. But no, I'm not, but not personality-wise. Weight-wise, Jerry, Jerry O'Connell. O'Connell. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's, he's pretty. He's hot. doing okay with Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah, I was saying he's Romaine pretty hot. Stamos. Yeah, yeah. So he grew up well. Yeah. So who am I in Stand By Me? You're you're uh, Keith. Dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. Be advised, these apes are not emotional support animals, and they fling verbal poo. Listen with caution. Love having guests. We had a great guest last week, and we have another guest this week because why stop a good thing until it's fucked up? And this week it might get fucked up. I don't know. Please welcome to the Apecast. Welcome back to the Apecast, our old friend, Mr. Rory Zacker. What's up, Don? What's up, Davey? How are you? It's been a hey, while. Hey. I, don't, I don't think I've done this since uh, pre-COVID. Pre-COVID, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. What? It's been, it's been a long time. It's. It, I remember. No. When, no, I remember when we did it because that was when I had first moved to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Shut I just. Up. I was still in the Treasure Island house. That's when that we did it. That's how long it has been. not been. Two years or a year it's, and a half. Yeah, I've been and, I've begged, and I've begged you, Himmel, to have me back on, and you're like, yeah, 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 we will, but you know, we got to get the other important people on too. So, well, well no, see, that's, that's my fault is- then because I thought every time you're like, can I get back or let me get back on or please, 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 please give me something to do with my life. Please let me on your podcast. <laughs> please, Davey, give me something. I'm thinking, dude, you were just on. No, it's been nope. two years. Dude, oh my God. I am so no sorry. Anymore. Oh. I, <laughs> time has no meaning anymore. You know, well, that's the thing is at least, at least right with this episode. And that's the thing. Is, I don't know if you've listened to last week's episode. But I have not heard David gush and mm. suck dick more aggressively mm. than he did empty. I mean, every I word so out much. of his mouth was just how amazing and wonderful and brilliant. And it was like, even she got uncomfortable. I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, I mean, it got a little weird. Uh, got, but you know what? Weird, Love, Love does that. I, I really, I just, in case it wasn't clear, I think that she has so much talent and she's such a good person and she... I just, yeah, I like MT. She's good people. Oh, yeah. Rory, yeah, yeah, yeah You're not yeah, going to gush you know. on Rory. I'll gush I mean, on Rory because I love Rory. Well, then I you gush on that, Rory. Don. I appreciate yeah. that, Don. Yeah. I mean, Rory's quality, one of my, one of my good goods. friends, one of my really, really good friends for 30, 28, 26. Yeah, but I've known Don since I was a senior in high school. There so. you go. Yeah, but I've known that. you since you were a fat, a fat twelve-year-old with a borderline mullet. He knew me since I was a fat twelve-year-old. So that's true with a borderline yeah. mullet. So. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, the, my mom when I was a kid, when I was, I remember I was like five or six years old, and I was really into Hall Notes. I still love Hall Notes, but this is like at the peak, like Hall Notes at their peak, Man Eater, you know the the whole thing. And I wanted my mom to get me a haircut. Like Hall and Oates, which at the time was which one super fucking eighties mullet. Yeah, which one? I didn't though? give a shit. Well, it would have been Daryl Hall because I have straight hair. Because you have straight hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't have a. And my mom now would he not could get a perm. He could get a Jew perm. Yeah, she wouldn't do it, but she wouldn't. She wouldn't get let me get a, a mullet. She would not let me grow a mullet. And I could remember being so angry with her, so angry that she wouldn't let me grow a mullet. And now looking back, I'm grateful. Because yeah. there are no photos of me. No, you missed out, man. You need to have a mullet once in your life. I think so. I did. Do you? I'd, I had one. Not yeah. like a true, true mullet, but I had like a good, you know, I had a little bit of a party in the back. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I had a, I had a, a, I went from, uh, I went from a mullet and it was like a, a long mullet. Like the back was like, you know, it was down the mountain, you know, just past my shoulders long. Like open Dude. till 4 a.m. party. 
Yeah. And then, yeah. and then I let the front cause the front was the bangs. And then I let the front just cut, start to grow. And I grew a beard and, uh, and I was, I, I looked like Jesus. I looked like Jesus in a bad way, like either Jesus or Susan day with a beard, either way. That's what I looked like. You know, it was a, not, it Susan was not a good, day. Oh. yeah, it's not a good, it was not a good look at all. Not oh, LA look. law, man. And the partridge family. <laughs> Susan so, day. So one of the things I wanted to talk about today is uh, we've just finished our uh, our Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, we are approaching our, our our Christmas and Hanukkah holidays. And one of the things that I thought was so funny is I got it. I don't even know if I still have have this, uh, Rory, but uh, David was texting Jarrett and I about his uh about his thanksgiving okay and i have Ooh. man did i laugh oh it was some funny shit ba- not as but, funny as susan day with a beard but, but well yeah <laughs> but, but you know basically <laughs> so so tell us david because i don't think i can find the text yeah it's so text. yeah you oh, know, here, here, here the- it is <laughs> um he says uh I uh, just got back from a five mile run. Katie and her parents are discussing politics as Harry plays with toys and watches Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm debating putting my shoes back on and just <laughs> running back to Chicago. Then he says, This has never happened. Everyone is usually smart enough to keep it quiet. Katie's crying now. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> It sounds like a it sounds like a text from the closet in a horror film. And it's right. So 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 let's yeah. talk about what I want to talk about is and, and we can. Yeah. What are your, what are your holiday funny. horror stories? What are what are the things that that you think of a holiday and you go, oh my god, this is that thing that you know, like twenty two year old women tweet about being the worst thing and traumatizing them, and now they have PTSD and they're going to start crying. They're usually white women, but whatever. So what are your horror stories? What's the worst holiday? Like, what the fuck just happened to me? And why did this happen? Shit, I have to give me a minute on that. Dave, you, do you have one or something? Or It was it was Rosh Hashanah 1994. Okay. No. Is that a real um, holiday? It is. It's the Jewish that, New Year. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not a real holiday. I'm sorry. Uh, it's like the it, Chinese it, New Year. Not a real holiday. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, my... I, I guess my horror story was this last Thanksgiving because it just it it just felt. So set really... it up, yeah. Set it up. How yeah, how is so, it? How does it get to the point where, where your wife is crying because she's arguing politics with well, her parents? You know her her parents are. I mean, they're Central Illinois, small <laughs> town. They they live in the same town they grew up in. Sounds like a John Mellencamp this, song. It, they live a John <laughs> Mellencamp song. They are a John Mellencamp song. <laughs> And there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. I love John Yeah. And I will say that my my in-laws are not like the the bad conservatives. They're just the small town eh, conservatives. You know, they're whatever. Are there bad conservatives? Yeah, I mean, they're not they're not like storming the Capitol and they think that storming the Capitol was a fucking wrong thing to do. No, those guys aren't conservatives. They're okay. QAnon but you know, insane. Ma- mom is a she regurgitates Fox News talking points. Okay, got it. Got it. Dad is staunchly libertarian, and with libertarianism comes a lack of empathy in a lot of ways. So, you know, we just we just try and stay away from it most of the time. We've touched on it before, and it's always kind of like, a, oh, how am I going to break the tension? And I, it's usually me that comes in with a joke or whatever. And now that there's kids it's easier to do because they can interrupt it or like, Oh, well let's talk about the kids instead, whatever. So anyway, yeah. I was upstairs getting my running, my running clothes on and I come down and Katie and her parents are in the thick of a, what I can sense is a building oh, conversation. Man. And they're talking about Aaron Rodgers. The, I think oh, plays the, the, Green the, Bay the, the Packers, quarterback, the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Him, you know, right about vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. So, they're arguing about that. And Harry is over here going, somebody play with me. Somebody play with me. Nobody's paying any attention to this kid. I'm like, all right, well, I'll hold off my run and be a father for a minute again. So I play with him, you know, whatever. And then I'm like, all right, daddy's going to go for a run. I'll be back in a little bit. And so the parents and Katie are still going at it. And 
So what's was, like, what's their perspective? What's her perspective? What's the argument? Cause I mean, I can't see what the argument is. I was trying not to listen because I didn't want to engage and I didn't want it to like ruin. Like I was looking forward to my run and like just having a country road, quiet run, put on a podcast and yeah, just you didn't go want, and not have to you think didn't want about a liberal it. splain and come in. Well, right. <laughs> actually. Yeah. Well, there were there were so many moments where I could have just done actually, but it was it was like should should Aaron Rodgers should he get vaccinated was part of it, but at the same time they were arguing whether or not his lying was okay to do with his teammates. And here's what I've learned about Katie and her family. Yes, Katie and her father argue or debate or converse in the exact same way, <laughs> and it is infuriating because they like take one thing and then turn it into something else and then like bring it something it's just like wait what the where are you what are we talking about here so it starts on vaccinations and then they touch on as like i'm walking out the door they're talking about transgender something about transgender comes up and i'm like and i said i, I look back and i go oh boy Damn. i'll see you guys in five miles yeah that's <laughs> Oh, and I figure like, cause I'm, I do my, I do my miles and I come back notice Don, I didn't say I do my steps or my trots. I, I did my miles. I ran Your miles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is in. you have to say that. Yeah. Cause you're a little pussy. I can say steps and still be a fucking man. Yeah. Well, I am what I eat. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so I come, as I'm coming back to the house, I'm thinking it's gotta be over now. Like there's no way that they're still, it's 45 minutes later. There's no way they're still doing this. Yeah. But I walk in and they're still going at it. And her mom is saying, well, do you want Harry to learn about, to be, learn about transgender people when he's in kindergarten? And Katie goes, what are you talking about? And her mom starts off. This is the Fox news thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a teacher in some town who was transgender and was teaching the kids about transgender and this and that. And that and like they're going to come and they're going to put this in the schools. And well, okay. like, I, this just is... wanna, I do want to back yeah. up. I do want to back up. Yeah. Let's give your mother-in-law a little <clears> bit of credit. <throat> it is not just Fox News. There's I just saw in the Chicago Tribune, which is not Fox News. It's getting there with the Sinclair thing. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, but but the, I mean, Chicago isn't Chicago public schools uh, enforcing uh, gender neutral bathrooms and, yeah. and having signage in every public school that Right. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing. I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm just and saying it's, it, it's not fair to just say your mother-in-law listens to Fox News because that's actually happening in Chicago right now. So. But the problem is that it's parroted in like that they are coming yeah. to indoctrinate Harry with Trent, like just nonsense. And it's like, I first of all, that's not happening. Like there's not this we will teach sit down child and learn about like that's that's not happening. Should trans should the idea of transgender be taught? Yes. Why not? It exists in the world. Teach it to the kids. Nobody cares. I've got a cousin who, when he was my cousin's kid, um, when he was four years old, there was a transgender kid in his preschool class, and the mom came in, read a book about it, and the kids are like, "Okay, yeah, who gives a shit?" And that's it. Who gives a the shit? Kids are yeah. resilient, man. Right? Yeah. Nobody fuck. Nobody cares but people in their fucking fifties, old yeah. people like. No offense, well, Don. I mean, and, and, well, no, but, and I will. And actually, again, and I hate that I'm. I feel like I'm being an apologist for your in-laws. On the other hand, for probably the last what fifty years, um, the liberals, and I consider myself a liberal, um, we've been telling the religious right that they couldn't have their perspective on God in schools because there's a separation of church and state. There's a separation of ideology. Yeah. The well, thing. there's no separation so, of so perhaps, gender and perhaps the state, anger, so. perhaps the rage and the overblown is that we've basically been telling them for the last 50 years that you can't teach kids about Jesus. And so their response is, well, then you can't teach them about transgender because let's be honest, transgender is just as much about sort of like blind faith and belief. But that's as not true. Jesus Christ. It certainly is too true. It's not there's true a biological because, fact, and then there's, then no, then there's what I feel like. Because we do teach about Jesus to some degree. We don't teach religion. In public schools? In public schools. 
Did you ever have Christmas break? Did you ever do Secret Santa in school? Wait a minute. So all, all right. that shit exists. Mm, so you're really saying Jesus, that Christmas break <laughs> is Jesus, even though, even though you I have admit, to connect the two. Even Jesus even though is the I reason admit, for the season. We sang "Hark the Herald," you know all that stuff in yeah. school, but nobody yeah. would have had sing along Jesus. It was Santa yeah. Claus. I, Jesus never came up in my. Public Doesn't matter. Yeah. Different this is Santa religion. Claus. Religion and the gender of a child are two very different things. I disagree and teaching 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 a classroom about who their classmates are and what their classmates are is very different than teaching <laughs> some a, a religion any of the religions it's sure. very very different i don't see it any different at all but that's just you don't we, see the teaching of catholicism or christianity or judaism or, or or any of the others different than saying rory zacker is a trans he was a boy now she's a girl absolutely I said exactly the same thing. You would be a hot girl. I would be a hot girl. You would be a very hot girl, even with the beard, like Susan yeah. Day with the like beard. Susan, yeah. Day. Mm. Susan Day with a yeah. beard. Wow. Oh, See, and that's like... how I covered this whole conversation in one thing is I was Jesus or Susan Day with a beard. Boom. <laughs> and that is what <clears throat> needs to learn is to find that that perfect intersectionality of life. Well, then it well, so anyway, so the, the argument anyway. at the house. So there's all this stuff about transgender yeah, and, yeah. you know, and then it was Katie asked her dad at some point, do you, you know, do you not like social programs? And her dad, a libertarian was like, no, I don't like social programs. Lack of empathy. Cause what he's missing is that if you took away all the social programs, how would that hurt his business? How would that affect his life? Cause that's the thing about libertarians. Like her father is a very caring, kind, wonderful man, but beyond his bubble, you know, who gives a shit? Except that if we took away all social programs, well, how many of his customers are <laughs> have, got, have gotten help through social security or some kind of, I don't want to say welfare, but, or the schools, the school, the, the farming equipment that he works on, all of those farm subsidies, social programs. So David, how did your holiday resolve itself? So we, uh, what we've got is we've got this it argument. It just stopped. It just so stopped. Katie's crying. Yeah, at one point, she, I don't know what she was your crying wife about. Your wife is crying. What did you when do when your wife is crying? Did you come in and say, don't make my wife cry? No, he ran no. five miles. Shit. I, I put my shoes back on and I ran another five miles. So you yeah. just checked out. <laughs> and so did, was the, the meal fine? I mean, did you guys it was, Everything was fine. Yeah, because here's Katie crying. I could tell that it wasn't. It was she's crying out of frustration because she's arguing with herself, her father. Got it. That and it's sense. not getting anywhere. Uh, and that makes that's so I, I could tell I know Katie's cries, you know, like I know. And so I just was like, I'm not getting involved. Um, smart. And it just it just died out and then everything was fine. Just totally your, fine. Ate your so, yams in silence. So so Rory, you've had a moment and we've and I, and I apologize. I, I feel bad. I don't apologize. I wasn't fucking there. Wasn't my problem. But I sympathize and empathize with your very difficult thanksgiving this last time it wasn't even that difficult it was yeah. just like a dude you guys that's your stop. worst yeah. horror story it's of, like you're just here it. to eat and hang out and yeah. so himmel, himmel i have just one question um yeah. when you went to go do your miles did yeah. you run to like a, a factory and start like dancing in frustration and his dancing <laughs> band in this town never 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 whoa <laughs> Did you dancing. like start doing flips on the rings? <laughs> yeah. The, the gymnastics Dan equipment that just shows up. Yeah. Dancing is banned in this town. And I luckily right. did find a, uh, a dilapidated uh, gymboree. Okay. So there were some rings. And I it's did. Still, yeah. I, that still remains yeah. the best, in my opinion, the best joke of all the Guardians of the Galaxy that they've carried over in several yeah. movies is the Kevin Bacon thing. I fucking love that. And, Fal and Falus is a fucking banger of a movie. So I've watched that movie so many times. So I watched good. it in the it's theater. Not. I watched it in the theater when it came out in 84. I probably watched it 20 times. I loved that fucking movie. That is a Desert it's Island not... movie for me. Yeah. Is it really? It is. Boom, That's a movie boom, I can boom, always watch. Boom, boom, boom. Even with I can Kenny always watch. Soundtrack. I can Even always watch Kenny soundtrack. It, the soundtrack ah. is fantastic. Holding up for a hero. Come on, Bonnie Tyler. Come on. Get a kid doing the robot at the end. A white skinny white kid doing the robot at the end. Everybody That's has these secret. Dancing, everybody has these secret dancing abilities that just come out now. <laughs> they just come you out. They're amazing. It's like I can break dance. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, Rory, what were? What's your horror story? What's the worst holiday? Like the most. The worst, and, and you know, and I'm, I'm also curious to see how many of these are family oriented versus just bad holidays. You know, uh, mine is not family. I don't, 
I don't come from a big family. Um, we didn't do Christmas. We didn't do a Hanukkah party or anything. Um, I never remember, like my mom is not a cook, so we'd always go out for Thanksgiving. So, um, okay, this is like my most- This has become like the saddest story ever. No, it's just- it's No, just, no, this is- you know, just, that's My mom is not a cook. We'd go, we'd go out to a restaurant or we'd go to like yeah. a friend's house, but my mom never, I, I didn't have a home-cooked Thanksgiving till. I married Kelly into Kelly's family, but um, well, the thing is, Dana and I for Thanksgiving this Thanksgiving, she was like the night before. I was like, I don't really feel like getting food, whatever. All I want, really, all I want is turkey, because that's the one time I have turkey that's not like processed for a sandwich. Yeah, right. and so you know, I got up in the morning and went. She's not feeling it. She's a vegetarian, so I just got up, took a shower, went to Whole Foods, did the hot bar, got turkey, got dressing, got mashed potatoes, got all the shit that I wanted. Yeah. And then I also got two pies because I said, which pie do you want? She says, well, it could either be pumpkin or apple. So I got a pumpkin and an apple and just, I mean, we just okay. loaded up That's and great. we spent the day and just ate our asses off. It was a great Thanksgiving. No awesome. drama. Lots of good eating. Awesome. That's, that's a good one. Um, so. Let me see. Uh, I think. All right, just this wasn't like a horror story. I just remember this is like the worst Thanksgiving I've ever had was one year I was like 10 or 11 and my dad said well, we're having Thanksgiving at his like business customer's house in like Wheeling or something or like Palatine. And oh, I'm and, and like, oh, I'm like, I'm eleven. I'm like right in the middle of an awkward fat kid stage. And like, you know, and we all it's don't want to go. For that. But my mom was like, why are we going? And my dad's like, well, we should go for business. So we go there. And like, I just remember being sitting there by myself the whole time. And they had like, the, the business guy had like three sons who were like 14, 15, and like 16. And to like 11, they're like adults. And yeah. I remember that my parents made me sit with them at the table for Thanksgiving. And I'm just a little fat kid. And I'm just like petrified to like open my mouth because these guys are like grownups and like men. And like, I just remember just like, it was the worst just, I just like, this, this sucks. Like, I just, just, it's like, you're an awkward kid. You don't want to be around teenagers. Like, yeah. Oh man. I mean, it's and the scheme of life. It's not a great, huge story, but like, but it was for you. That was, it we, was a big we talk deal, about yeah. it to this day as like the worst Thanksgiving in my family. We're like, I remember my dad was playing ping pong with like one of the people there and he like hit his head on like the furnace, like great or something. <laughs> the hell? And, and, and just it's like, like a Larry Clark like, film. It was just such a bad Thanksgiving. And we were just like, my mom was like, don't ever fucking make me do that again. You know? <laughs> That's so funny. And I just that was like, reminded oh, me actually so of, of a worse Thanksgiving than, because I mean, look, Katie fighting with her parents, it wasn't the worst Thanksgiving. It was, it was fine. It's actually kind of funny, but, but yeah, and you, got but your you reminded me of a bad Thanksgiving that I did have. And that was, if, it, I'm sorry, Don, it's your turn. I, I kind of gave well, one, but to me, to me, all of my, uh, all of my worst line here. I think probably the worst Thanksgiving and, and it, and they're not, that's the thing is I would love to be able to say, Oh, it was my mom's fault or it was my wife's fault. Or it was like, no, no, it's me. Every, every bad holiday I've ever had, it's entirely my fucking fault. So here's, and this is uh this is when I was dating Alice and I don't know. Did you ever, 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 ever meet Alice? I don't think so. No. Korean activist. Lovely no. woman. I mean, you know, she she just we we kind of realized after four years of being together and breaking up and being together and breaking up is that basically at one point I said, We shouldn't be together because you don't like me. And she goes, I like you, I just don't respect you. And so, you know, I mean, this, this is kind of the relationship that I had. Well, one year she her parent her parents, her mother, her dad was dead, her mother lived with her brother in Glendale, California. And uh, I had insisted that we were going to have Christmas at, in Kansas because I always do Christmas with my mom. That's just, I mean, that's just, so I actually don't have a single, well, except for Alice, but a single nightmare Christmas because all my Christmases are good because my mom is either the Christmas Nazi or the Christmas angel. Depends on your perspective. Okay. She does <laughs> Christmas fucking right. You know that's what Kelly's I mean? mom too. Yeah, exactly. She yeah. nails it every time. Loves it. So anyway, so it's uh, Thanksgiving. We go to Glendale. And all I want, like I said, I'm really, I'm really not that big a dick, but I was kind of a big dick about it this time. All I wanted was turkey. I don't give a shit what we do. I don't care where we go, but I'm not doing Korean barbecue for Thanksgiving. That's not Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving. You got to have fucking turkey. And I was such a big, I was such a big asshole about it 
So her whole family, and we're talking, we're talking the mom, we're talking Alice, we're talking her brother, his wife, their two kids. They all bend over backwards to make sure I have turkey for Thanksgiving. And we, we go to, nobody's going to fix it. Nobody's going to cook it. So we go to a VFW hall in Glendale, California. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, hey, we got it. It's, you know, it's turkey and they've got all that stuff. Well, by the time we get there, because they're just perpetual, Alice was always late to fucking everything. So by the time we get there, man, this shit has been picked over for 10 hours. And so the, the, the turkey is just, it's gray. I mean, it's gray <laughs> turkey and gray gravy. And, yeah. and it's just the worst. So here's the thing that kills me. <laughs> Because we all get in there and it's like a buffet, which is the fucking worst thing in the and and I'm going around and I look at the turkey and I'm like I can't I can't eat that shit that's no. it's gray. So I put like a bunch of other shit on my plate, and I come to the t- table and I sit down and there's this lovely Korean family, and the Korean girlfriend who kind of hates my guts but likes to fuck me, and they all have on their plates this shitty gray turkey. And I've made such a big deal about the turkey. <laughs> I have no fucking turkey on my plate. And I sat down. I looked at everybody. I got the fuck up, left my plate filled with all the bullshit, got a fucking bowl and filled it with that shitty turkey and sat down. And you bet your ass I ate every bite of that goddamn turkey. And I felt like shit. And it it made me sick and I was not happy. And then the next day, um, Alice's mother came and said, "Um, that was not good. (laughs) I said, no, that was, yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty bad. And I'm sorry. And I did. I felt really shitty because I kind of ruined her Thanksgiving. She said, could we do over? I said, what do you want to do? And so we went and did Korean barbecue and we ate Korean barbecue until they all popped. But okay. it was to me that was the worst Thanksgiving because I was such a horrifying asshole. That's my story. Yeah, my actual horror story <laughs> is so I starting freshman year in college, I would go out to Carlsbad, California. My my one of my my best buddies, Brian Wolf, his family lived out there. Um, he moved away between junior and senior year in high school from Chicago to Carlsbad. And he was going to school up in Santa Cruz. So he would go down to his parents' house. Where's that? It's San Diego. San Diego. It's a suburb of San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought so, but I I, want to make sure. So when I was getting ready to come home freshman year for Thanksgiving, my parents were like, why don't you stay out there and go to Brian's house? Like, we already talked to their parents, his parents. You get to see your friend. It's cheaper. It's easier. Just do that. I'm like, okay, great. Great idea. So I did that every year. That was a tradition. Except for one year where my dad said, I'd like us to have Thanksgiving together. I'm going to fly out to Arizona where my brother Eric was in school. I had already graduated college, but I was still living in Vegas. Steven's coming out. David, come to, come to Arizona. We're going to do Thanksgiving, us four boys. And under duress, I did. Because like, this is not my tradition. I wanted to go to Brian's house. I don't want to go and eat at a restaurant like some disgusting Jewish family whose mother doesn't cook. That's you know, don't 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 shit all over Rory like that. That's not nice. That's <laughs> oh not no, nice. I don't I don't mind. I don't mind. No, so that we go to some like know, but I gotta protect you because I am the gush of uh the Rory Zacker. Thank I you, have Rory. great I love. I don't you know don't 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 shit all over Rory like that. That's not I get home I get home cooked Thanksgivings now and I get the leftovers my mom brings in. So I'm all right, there you go. There all right, go. so you're back. It's, so it's, fuck it's off, good. David. Yeah, eat my ass. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And we're in a college town. We're in Tucson. And my brothers and I go out. Steven is not 21 yet. Eric is. And we go to a bar. And Steven is our designated driver. So he like waits outside the bar or he drives around or. I just met Steven. Wait in the car right? or whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. You just met the, Steven. Yep. The amazing Steven Hill. Yes. So we're having a great time. Like we're in, we're in bars. We're drinking. We're having a good. Everything's great. Time to go home. End of the night. We get in the car with Steven. We're driving Eric's. Uh, he had a uh, Monte Carlo at the time. Two-door Monte Carlo. That's kind of cool. <laughs> so Steven's driving. I think Eric is maybe riding shotgun. I'm in back with Eric's friend, Evan. 
Stephen comes to a stop sign and rolls through it like everybody does all the time. He didn't blow through it. He just, you know, as you do at a stop sign, right? Yeah. But there's a cop, puts his berries on, pulls us over. And this cop has a fucking axe to grind. Immediately pulls Steven out of the car. I'm half drunk. So I'm it's like, holiday. So what did he do? Yeah. I'm getting a little lippy. And so he has all of us get out. But as he's asked us to get out, he says, turn the car off. So I'm in the back seat on the driver's side and I lean forward. The seat moves forward to turn the car off like he asked. Oh, no. As I'm doing that, he leans in to turn it off. So he gave me a directive, which I followed, but he leaned in to turn the car off. The seat, as I was moving forward, the seat hit him. At which point he says, who assaulted me? Everybody out of the car. Flips his fucking lid. Pulls me out, cuffs us, sets us on the curb. Reading us the right, it calls for backup. There's like, you know, 18 fucking cop cars blow up. It's this whole goddamn thing. So I'm charged with assaulting an officer. I never knew this. I was going to say, this is the first time I've ever heard of this at all. Yeah. Which is the biggest load of bullshit. So well, I'm charged with assault. Is, that's the thing is you look at it as like the biggest load of bullshit, but there, there, there is, you're in Chicago. It's not like you're in Las Vegas. You're in Chicago. That's actually some street cred, my friend. Well, I mean, I was in Tucson when it happened. I know, but going to, oh, yeah, if, but you you're, can say if that. you're in Chicago and you say, I yeah, I was, I, I was arrested for assaulting an officer, you're in the crowd, my friend. You're now in the crowd. Yeah, well, so my dad, I don't know how, I don't remember exactly how we got out of it, but we never, we didn't go to jail. They didn't take us downtown or anything. Uh, to white privilege. Probably. Okay. Or def- they def- also definitely. know, they're like, this isn't a real thing. Fuck these guys. Let's just, we're just cops with an axe to grind. So they didn't shoot you seven times in the back. No, what you're saying. Okay, that's yeah. white privilege. So we have, we, ha- the next day comes and I'm annoyed and whatever. Dad's kind of annoyed at us, but fuck it. What are you going to do? So the four of us go to a shitty Thanksgiving at some dumb steakhouse. The meal sucked. It was fucking annoying. I'm pissed. I should have been at Brian Wolf's house. Everything is dumb. I go back to Las Vegas. I have a court date for like, you know, three months from now. So was it three months? No, it was the same weekend as Eric's graduation from college. So four or five months, whatever, whatever. Yeah, the we weren't there. Between. We don't know who Eric yeah. is. So my brother, my brother, Eric. Oh, okay. Now we do. And so I go to my court day and I've done some research. Apparently this cop that busted me is hated throughout Tucson. He is the cop that fucks with college that is looking to bust college kids on dumb shit. He's just, he's a fucking asshole. He's he the have, he bad a huge dick cop. Yeah. Huge well, back huge up. Dick, tiny because mustache. You've, you've met college kids, right? Yeah, but come They're on. They're fucking don't, don't... dicks. They need their asses busted. They need their dicks crushed. Not all of them. They're dicks. Arizona's so... an asshole college town. Well, yeah, it is yeah. an asshole college but, town. However, don't, don't say, oh, the cop that wants to bust the college kids is somehow awful because the college kids are fucking awful. And you, David, from your stories of your college days, were fucking awful. I was. I know I was a blackout drunk. It be an asshole when it needs to be an asshole. I did not assault the cop. Well, this is not an assault did. charge. Of course you so, did. so what happened with the court date? Yeah, what happened? So I go to court and the cop is there and he's like, Yes, I was assaulted, <laughs> making this whole fucking thing about it. And I had done research on the law, what they were charging me with. I needed the cop or the the prosecution rather needed to show that I had intent to cause harm that I meant to like, yeah. Push the fucking seat Monte Carlo driver's seat against the police to hurt him. Poor fucking baby. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So the judge says, when he hands his ruling down, he says, I do not believe that you intended to assault the officer, that you had any intention to hurt him. This was a clear misunderstanding and an accident, blah, 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 blah. However, fuck you. Fuck you, David Himmel. This is a misdemeanor on your ass. Pay your restitution or whatever the fuck it it was, which we did. But like the judge then broke the law because the law says you have to prove intent. Rory, have you ever been arrested? Never been arrested. I've been Sent to the police station, though, when I was a kid, but never arrested. 
No, because the only time I've been arrested twice. I was, I was cuffed in a cop car, but not arrested. I've been arrested twice, and both were for public nudity, which makes me laugh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good thing you're not on a sex offender list, though. Well, you know, the thing about it is public well, nudity the is considered young. a sex That's the thing is public nudity is not considered a sex offense unless you were in a specific area. I was in a Dillon's parking lot. Okay. <laughs> and at night where there were no children and I was on a college campus. So, uh, okay. uh I'm, okay. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that, uh, yeah, I, I avoided the sex offender thing. I just thought it was funny because, uh, I wondered because of the three of us, the one person I think that would have a record would be Rory Zacker. And no, that's was- not because I think you're a bad guy. It's because I think you're no. kind of a rule breaking badass. I, no, I, I was it's not lazy. That, <laughs> no, I've never been, I've never been arrested, but I've I've definitely I had two incidences. But I was always kind of a good kid. But like, I just wanted to be left alone. So, but yeah. like, you know, no, Himmel's a badass man. He Himmel no, was like a no, he, he is really not. A he was uh, I'm, I'm he trouble. was a juvenile delinquent. He was like it was a little. He was like that little ratty kid that just hangs out. Like he was like Corey Feldman in uh, Stand By Me. <laughs> <laughs> like that special kid, you know, just cause shit to cause shit, you know. I'm gonna, train, I'm gonna dodge this train. Come on, Himmel, just let's just go to lunch. I'm gonna dodge it. He's you the know? Yeah. Corey. No, Rory, Rory is exactly right. Rory knew he's a kid. Is... So who are you in Stand by Me? He's Vern. <laughs> I was Vern as a kid. I was like the little fat kid with a bad haircut. Uh, okay. All right. But no, I'm not. But not personality-wise. Weight-wise, Jerry, Jerry O'Connor. 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 Yeah, he's pretty. I mean, he's, he's pretty. He's doing hot. okay with Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah, I was saying he's pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. So he grew up well. Yeah. So who am I in Stand by Me? You're you're uh, Keith. The dead kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the dead kid. <laughs> there you go. There you're John Cusack, who died. Dude, who died? Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, it should have been you, Gordy. Should have been you. True, 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 true. Um, all right. So last thing, and I just want to get this out of the way because David uh, brought it up and then we got to move on to six things. Um, so David wanted to talk about, because David has recently, he's not, uh, he's, he has two tattoos. Yep. He's a dog that died, which is lovely and kind of sad. And his, he name, has, his name was John Cusack. Yeah. And he has an anchor. <laughs> Um, which I'm not Real sure what that indicates. He loves we talked about it on a podcast where it's love like, semen. It's it's oh yeah yeah. <laughs> I have ten tat. No, I have eleven tattoos. Um, inc- including the one that my wife designed, but then got completely fucked up by a man who didn't speak English, and we had to have it redone. And still, kind of has uh, on the Chicago. It's my Chicago tattoo on my on my uh, right shoulder on the back shoulder blade but still has sort of a guy that looks a little it, it was supposed to be the baby on the illinois state flag this the, the city of chicago state flag the little baby on the half shell sure but i'm sorry you see the city of making, chicago state flag it's the, the you know what i mean it's the city of chicago flag has a baby on the half shell it does not it most certainly does too i've seen it the city of chicago flag has the two seal, blue lines the seal four, whatever data okay. said the seal all right so okay. anyway Baby Thank you, Dana. Shell. The guy makes it a little boy in a uniform. And after the first time he did it, it looked a little bit like a young Donald Trump Nazi on my shoulder. I said, no, we got to fucking fix that shit. So huh. I've got 11. Nice. David's got two. You have tattoos. Tell us, tell us your greatest tattoo and what is the story behind it? Because I'm looking at you and you've got your arms up and you've oh, got yeah. your... You got. I don't even. I'm not sure how many tattoos do you have. I have three. All right. So tell me about them. Um, the one on my back, I got in L.A. I was. I remember. I was just like. It was a hot summer, and I was just like. I think I was like, seeing this girl, and like she, she like ghosted me, and then I was just like, just so in like like in my head, and I remember I was just was like, fuck it, I'm gonna go to Sunset Strip and get a tattoo. And I remember I got my horoscope, like a little tribal thing on the center of my back. And I didn't really put any thought into it, but it was, you know, it was cool. It was fine. But like, I remember I showed my sister, like later, she came to visit like a few weeks later and she saw it and she was like, oh my God, you got a tattoo, mom and dad, blah, blah, blah. And then my mom saw it and she's just like, okay, it's, you know, it looks kind of like a swastika to me, but if you like it, that's fine. But it's and, not uh, a shark. No, it's like a, tri- a Gemini yeah, right. sign with like a little bit of like a 
tribal and it was it's on my back i never remember always forget it's there um but these i've always wanted um i got these during uh the summer of quarantine so so what is this one on your left arm it's goodbye and my right arm is good luck and my left arm is goodbye okay so what, uh, what is that all about well um first off i'm a big bruce springsteen fan so um, those are some of the, the lyrics in the song Bobby Jean, which is always mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs um, that he plays live. And um, and then I remember seeing the movie High Fidelity uh, and then the scene where Springsteen does a cameo to John Cusack. And he's like, yeah. you know, he's like, oh, well, maybe if dead I see John this- Cusack. Yes. Yeah, dead. That's who dead I John am. Cusack. I'm, I'm dead and, John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember the scene where he's like, what if I see those girls and I don't feel better? And, he, and then Springsteen's like, well they might not feel, you might feel better, but they might feel worse. You know, it's like, you know what, just, you know, why, why don't you just go look them up and say good luck, goodbye and move on down the road. And I always liked that, like, good luck, goodbye, just move on down. And like from the song and, um, and then many years later, I'm going through some relationship issues and, and I just was like, I had to like kind of work on myself, you know, how I communicate and everything. And, uh, and I always said, like, you know, I just have to. You're one of the white guys that worked on his ways and his communication skills. Absolutely. One hundred percent. That's crazy. And, uh, I didn't know white guys did that. Therapy, man. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I just always remember, like, I wanted to just like have start applying the mindset of just, you know, the, you know, you just can't worry about the past. Just worry about the present, and the future and just anything that's in the past. Just say good luck and goodbye to it. And I always want to get those get, wanted to get a tattooed on my arm. And then like many years later, yeah, I finally those, was like, those are big. That's not, yeah. that, those are, those are serious yeah. letters. And I love them. And it, it came out really great. It came out great. And I'm so happy with it. But like, finally it was the summer of COVID. And I was like, you know what, man, fuck the world right now. It's time to do this. I've always wanted to do it. Let's put up or shut up. And I went with Kelly and she got some other tattoos and I got these and like, uh, I love these. I'm people always talk to ask me about it. And I'm always, I have like the joke response, but yeah. if people want to know the serious response, it's like, Sure, I'll tell you. It takes, like, yeah, it takes some time. Like the, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite, because Dana's got a, a number of tattoos, but my favorite tattoo she's got is she's literally on. I think it's on her left arm, but it's uh, it's just a black square. It's a black square. I love that one. Yeah, you know, and uh, and she she likes to fuck with people. It's like, what do you think it means? You it's know? a cover. It's like, a lot of people think it's a cover. I never isn't it a cover? A, no. Oh, I thought she told me she got it to cover something else up. I don't remember oh, she, what that she something probably, was. She she's probably me. played with you then. She, okay, she's fair enough. It's like, yeah. it's like the right. briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You have to, a, what does it mean to yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is yeah. exactly what it is. Her square, like black <laughs> tattoo, is the is the is the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. It's exactly what it is. 100%. You never know what it is, but it's probably important. How many tattoos does Kelly have? Kelly has five. So tattoos, here's the thing I want to ask, and I and, and then and then we get because I think it's fascinating to me. It seems to me, and maybe it's because I live in Las Vegas now, and in the last three years, I've noticed that that Vegas is just filled with shitty, embarrassing fucking tattoos. Danny and I were driving today. I mean, literally, we're on the road, we're on Maryland Parkway. We went to, you know, we went and had some we, we I, you both would love this. We had burgers and she had a veggie burger but at, at the back to the 80s cafe which is entirely 80s it's got it's i mean the guy that waited on us was uh was uh oh shit what's his name max Marty mcfly no no yeah yeah george mcfly he was george mcfly, george McFly. okay you know and and it, it was very 80s Max had him as a so, good guest, though. So we're driving, but as we're driving, Danny goes, oh, my God, look at this guy next to us. And he's in this fucking black hot rod. Of course. He's got a shaved head, and he has, and it's got to be, it's got to be six inches in diameter. He's got a fucking grenade tattooed on the back of his fucking head. And wow. all I want to do, and I know this is probably a bad idea, but all I want to do is flag this motherfucker down and go, the fuck were you thinking no you can't do that because everybody's tattoo means something wow. to them yeah but i want to know i want to know what when you got well, but that's the question they I mean, like when you pull, said flag him over you're a, like dude tell me the story six, of the gigantic yeah put a gigantic fucking wow. like hand grenade, grenade on, the back of on the back of my fucking bald skull what what tell me the story get it. it it makes a statement though it's it says 
And he says it, it reminds me of my, of my of my dead dog Eddie. My wife drew this grenade. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right, Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing this week, uh, we talked about this a little earlier. We touched on it about how the Chicago Tribune's gone to shit. Yeah. Uh, this is a story in November's issue of The Atlantic, so you can find it online. Um, the men who are killing America's newspapers. Oh, Inside yeah. Alden yeah. Global Capital, the secretive hedge fund cutting newsrooms and damaging democracy by McKay Coppins. Yeah, it's a sad state of affairs, but a good story. It is a good story. Mine is also from The Atlantic, my, my first thing. Um, and I do think it's funny. I didn't notice it until just now because I'm, I'm saying it. It's written by a woman named Caitlin Tiffany. Yeah. And that says good old, good old Kate Tiff. That says an awful lot, but it's in the Atlantic. November I bet 30th. She's white. You bet your ass she's white. And she's probably 22 years old. But I bet she loves pumpkin spice anything. Everything. <laughs> but it is called, it's in the technology section. It's called When Multi-Level Marketing Met Gen Z. The subhead is Amelia Whalen used social media as an accelerant for her sales community. Then things blew up. And I'm fascinated lately. I've been really fascinated by the whole concept of multi-level marketing. Um, uh, you know, I watched Lula Rich, um, We Work, you know, that documentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, and David and I talked about this last week. Is, is, uh, I listened to a, a podcast that really made a very, like a very convincing case that MFAs, um, when it came to writing, were basically MLMs. You know, they were just multi-level marketing. And on some level, I get it. It's sort of like the improv community where the the ones that have been in improv for a long time, well, they make money by teaching fucking losers that can't improvise how to improvise. That's how they make a living. Those people never have a chance of making a living doing this. It's sort of an MLM. But this is uh, specifically... How Gen Z, how a woman in Gen Z really, and the funniest thing about this article, and I will, I, I highly recommend you read it, is that she made a big deal in an or in a YouTube saying this is not multi-level marketing, until somebody pointed out to her that this is exactly multi-level marketing, and she had to she had to go with a correction. But it's really just about this woman who created millions of dollars for herself and then just got it all taken away. It's a really good article. They did a mm-hmm. show uh, on Showtime with Kirsten Dunst about multi-level marketing. Yes, it was, they did. Uh, on Becoming a God on Central, Central Florida. It was, all, it was only on for like a year or two, but it was really good. I really, oh, really yeah. Good. Yeah, it's a fascinating. And, and in some ways, I think, uh, you know, on a larger perspective, America, American capitalism basically is MLM. Yeah. You know, you have the people that got in at the top and they're making billions and then everybody at the bottom is making peanuts trickle down economics something d-o-o economics yes do yes and there's a little ferris bueller Bueller thing all right and your 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 first thing mr zacker well, I always forget I'm dealing with two intellectuals here, so I, I, I probably should, <laughs> yeah. I, I probably should read more. But I'm going to be like, well, me and Kelly are watching this really great show. Uh, me and Kelly are really watching this great show right now. Um, it's on Apple TV. Uh, I really like it. It's called Mayors of Kingstown with Jeremy it's Renner. Phenomenal, right? Yeah, oh. it's really good. And um, I love and I, I, I met Jeremy Renner when I first moved to L.A. and I played pool with him at Barney's God, Beanery. I think he he's a, cool as shit. He was a nice guy, but like I love his style of acting because yeah. both in Avengers and in the show, it's just he's always just looks like he's over it. And he's just like, just leave me the fuck alone. And I that's like kind of like my whole like mantra is now. But I just always like Jeremy Renner. And like the show is really good. It's um, yeah, they're like very, very they're like good. they're like prison. Him and his brother are prison liaisons between like the guards and like the prisoners and the and they're, they're pretty much like play both sides. And it's in like this like small dreary town in Michigan where it's like all prisons. No, it's not like, Michigan. It's Maryland, Maryland. Yeah. I had to look it up because I was like, Maryland. where okay. is Kingston? And it's in Maryland. I, I was, cause I was really fascinated by the geography it's, of the show. It's just yeah. such like a, it's just like one of those, like just really just shows that just kind of sucks you in. And oh, it's gritty and lovely. Really good. What it's I gritty. love about it is that, that, that you get Kyle Chandler who I love Kyle and Chandler. Love Kyle Chandler. Yeah. 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 And he's like this big part of the first episode. And by the end of the first episode, he's got his fucking brains blown out 
and fucking and all of a sudden Whoa, Jerry dude, no fuck spoiler. we do Jesus. spoiler we do spoilers on this show David you know that grow up you but, should at least give a warning for no, fuck's it's, sake it's, it's, every you know, time it's his blame. and then all of a sudden Jeremy Renner has to take over and he doesn't want to he is the quint what I love your 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 it's like I don't give a fuck he's the you're quintessential an asshole. I know he's the quintessential reluctant hero he yeah. really doesn't want to like in as Hawkeye, he really doesn't fucking want to be Hawkeye. But he's good he, at it. In SWAT, yeah. he really doesn't want to be the bad guy. I love it when he's in the what's the oh, the town. The, the town is great. The but, town. He doesn't yeah. want to be that guy. I love Jeremy Renner because really he is every 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 role he takes. He's the reluctant hero. I love he it. Played, he played Jeffrey Dahmer in a movie one. Yes, he did. He, he was not terrible in it, but I um, think he's yeah. I think he's phenomenal. I love him. All right, David. My next thing is a listen. Uh, being that our friend Rory is a an actor and a movie buff. In fact, our last lesson we hung out a couple two weeks ago, a week ago, whatever it's been. Yeah. Um, at our monthly, we Rory and I have this thing. Every month we go to a new rib place and try some ribs. That's right. You go to the barbecue dinner. He mentioned that that the whole yeah, Chicago land area. Club. Yes. Yep. It, it's it from... ribbed, ribbed for our pleasure. Ribbed for our pleasure. And uh, it basically can't. You know, you go. You you go. This is your story time. The 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 only rule is we we will not eat at Carson's. Yes. (laughs) We will not eat at Carson's ribs. Any other rib joint is is up. Okay. This is a long time ago that I ate ribs. Green is it Green Street? Green Street Street meats. Green Street meats. Yeah. Uh, I've been there before, but uh, been there with him. Because uh, maybe that's December. Let's do that. A friend friend of mine. uh, She uh, she and I used to go. uh, Allison King and I used to go. About once a month, we'd go to a different barbecue place. Yeah. And the only rules were that we had to eat lots of barbecue and have rye whiskey. Nice. I mean, literally, that was our rule. And we went yeah. once a month. And Green Street, pretty much across the board, nailed it for us. And at that point, it was like, where do we fucking go after this? Because that was so good. Yeah, well, I don't, the, I've the, not the, had um, the ribs at Green Street. Oh, the so, pulled but, pork is good. Yeah, this is a, this club is in an infant. It is it's very new. We've only been to two places. We went to Twin Anchors for okay. the inaugural one because Twin Anchors is fucking fabulous. It's really good, fucking yeah. Best. And then we just uh, went to um Smoke, smoke. which I I'd never been See, to. I love Smoke. Did you? That's uh. So I did. I did uh, Smoke. I did uh, events for those those guys for yeah. Couple, they're really um. They're it was a really guys. good spot. And it stems. I mean, I just we started this because I was like Himmel. You have a kid. I never see you. Let's just meet once a month. We'll get barbecue and hang out. Because I mean, he's always like, I want to hang out, but I never do. And I'm like, because he's busy. You know, he, you've heard his voicemail. He's busy guy, dude. He's I know. Trying to get him to fucking record a goddamn he, podcast is like twisting an arm. I'm running <laughs> for my life. Yes. Change your voice. Change your voicemail. Himmel. I do need to update it. You're right. I need to, my next. My new voicemail is going to be um, Harry is home for ten days on. COVID quarantine. Yeah, and my wife is teacher crying. daycare got and my and wife. My, yeah, my wife. Stacy is crying. Stacy is crying. Yeah, but yeah, uh, we got to do a new. We got a new. Find a new barbecue. Uh, but we're going to be doing this for a while now. Have so. you gone to Smoke yeah. Daddy? I love Smoke Daddy. Smoke Daddy is awesome. Here's the we thing had talked about, about doing that this month, but I think we should do Green Street instead, and then we'll yeah, do Smoke definitely Daddy do next Green time. Street for the straight barbecue. But if you're going to Smoke Daddy, go for their Sunday brunch. Oh, it's the best. The monkey yeah. bread. It's Fuck phenomenal. you. That Smoke Daddy yeah. brunch is the. That that weekend brunch is like, there's nothing. It was, that compares to it. it was all you can eat for a while. And I think they just they, they, did they, they brought it. Oh back. fuck them! I loved yeah. it when it was all you could eat. Man, I could eat that shit. Oh, it was so the monkey good. bread, man. I'd eat like two fucking. The monkey bread was ridiculous. Yeah. Monkey bread is ridiculous. Yeah. I would so bring good. a whole monkey bread just for dinner. All right, my they're, second. They're thing. chicken wings. Why well, I, I didn't do, I didn't do my oh, thing. I, I thought it was the thing. barbecue we, thing. No. Well, no, how do we get on just, this fucking barbecue thing? Because I was talking about Rory Zacker as oh, Rory okay. Zacker's and right, so what's your right, what's your second right. thing? And at our last ribbed for our pleasure, we ended up there was like a chunk of time where we were just quoting Uncle Buck back and forth to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so my thing this week is a listen to a podcast called I Like to Watch. It's yet another podcast about film. It is featuring our very own Don Hall. And one of our old guests, uh, Don Smith, where they pick a classic film to unpack and they discuss the film and the films that influenced it. And it's a huh. it's a good listen to it. It's it's oh, a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, well, eventually like... we'll get some guests on and Rory will yeah. be a guest. Uh, I would love first... to. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Basically, the first one we talked about heat. 
That was the the primary movie because that was. Oh, Donnie, I haven't seen that, that was, forever. That was Donnie's. I haven't seen that since what ninety five when it came out. Yeah, oh, it's and such a good Donnie's, movie. Yeah, yeah, Donnie's pick. That's what we do. And his pick was Heat, and then we do four. He gets two, and I get two movies that were inspired by the movie we talked about, and then we do trailers that we're looking forward to. This next episode, which comes out next week, is Fight Club because I got to pick. And four movies movie. that were inspired by that. And then apparently the next one is going to be Clue. Oh, and I know. Oh. And the, the thing I think nice. is funny is I know that Donnie, I, I haven't talked to him, but I know that Donnie in, in the derivative films, the, mov- the movies that were influenced or, or, or share the influence, he's going to go with mysteries. I'm going to go with movies based on games. And that's, Jumanji. that's not one I'm going to pick. What other movies are based on games? Well, what I'm picking is Resident Evil. Oh, yeah. Video oh, game. okay. Super and, Mario Brothers. <laughs> and Mario Brothers. And Battleship. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. That movie's so bad. I don't know. What's, so wor- bad. what's worse? So bad. What is worse, Battleship oh, or the God. 1990s Mario Brothers? Yeah. See, that's a whole. I don't Ooh. know. I, I mean, I like Bob Hoskins, so I don't know. It's Bob yeah. Hoskins. Yeah. All right, Jesus, my second Bob. thing, my second thing is a watch. Um, you know, you talk about what, what intellectuals we are. I'm not a fan of anime. I mean, I know a lot of people like really good anime. I am, but for the most part, anime leaves me a little. It's just like to me, it's like lazy animation. I get it, I understand it. However, the live action Netflix series Cowboy Bebop. Oh yeah, I've is a fucking blast. I love right. John Cho. I love him. I, I could watch John show. I mean, I'm not going to say I could watch him take a shit, but I could watch him eat. I can totally watch him eat barbecue and okay. find that totally entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But Cowboy Bebop, it's, it's, it's really well done. It's very smart. It's fun. They keep it in the same style of the anime, but it's live action. Um, okay. I want to check re- it out. It's really good. I've, I've enjoyed okay. it very much. Um, I haven't watched all of them, obviously, but, uh, but it's really good. And I highly recommend it. Cowboy Bebop is my second choice for the week. Okay. Good. My turn? Mm-hmm. Your turn. And I have one. This is my last one, right? Yep. Correct. All right. Um, I am a fan of my all-time favorite is, um, and I'm a huge Elvis Presley fan. Um, I love 50s rock and roll. I love I loved going to Memphis. I loved seeing Sun Records standing there where the where Elvis first recorded That's All Right. They mm-hmm. have the microphone stand there. I started crying. It was mm. beautiful. I've been there um, with my mother. It was so it, moving, right? Really moving. It's it's, it's, it's this is where music, this is where rock and roll started. It's exactly it's, where it's, it's, it's a started. heavy feeling and it's a great yeah. feeling. It's I love the whole town of Memphis. The Motown Museum. I, I wept both times I've been in the Motown museum on that like in that floor in that studio where motown happened i was just overcome with the weight yeah. of this is like have you been like to Sun City? Yeah. have you been to have you been to graceland yeah i love graceland oh my mm-hmm. god my, well, I me took and my kelly mom loved year. it i took my mom one year because she was one of those girls that passed out and freaked and screamed mm. and okay. you know, that kind of thing that was she was one of those girls so when uh mother's day i just showed up this was when i was in college i just my sister's still pissed at me about this i literally just drove up and honked and my mom said what and i said pack a bag and she had no idea where we're going and this is the relationship i have with my mom she packed a fucking bag got in my car and we drove and we got to graceland my favorite thing about graceland was she that the little god bless him i mean he was gay god bless him he was uh he was the uh sort of the tour guide my mom basically looked at him and said fuck you we're staying as long as we want <laughs> and we're in the goddamn uh jungle room and you're That's not moving us it's so cool the jungle room she, is so cool because she was like this was a chance of a lifetime and i will also say that uh if you remember rory when you walk in there's that whole wall that's sort of like a wicker wall it's mm-hmm. like all wicker mm-hmm. my mom broke a piece of the wicker off and kept it okay so oh, that wow. tells you how much nice. she loves Elvis. We well, we went to Memphis. Um, my mom uh, is sorority sisters, uh, and her husband is um, the, from the Lansky brothers. He's okay, the son Hal Lansky. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They actually got us hooked up with like 
um, a, like a great deal at the Peabody, and they got Kelly to do the to be the honorary duck master. Oh, that's the oh, no. awesome! That's and fucking she was cool. The, we oh got to God. go up there, and she we walked up there, and she's like leading them out, and they oh gave her a certificate. And it was so cool. She was so oh, surprised. That's but, so fucking that's cool. awesome! Like, Stand it. It was it was so cool, and we did Graceland, and as soon as we were done with the tour, we did like the headset tour. Yeah, and yeah, it was, it was serious and, I, tour, yeah. and we did like the VIP tour. Yeah, we saw the planes and everything. But like as soon as we, we left the, the house, planes. Kelly. Kelly just looks at me. She goes, I want to go immediately back into this house and see it all again. And we just did exactly the same tour because it was so cool. The basement with the TCB on the wall, oh, yeah. God, the fabric, so the fabric cool. room. But anyways, yeah, all the rooms. Yeah, it's so anyways, I love that kind of I love the music from that era. Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, all that shit. Ike yep. Turner, uh, you know, obviously Ike Turner, you know, he's got problems, but I like the songs. We you all know, do. Whatever. Yeah. But I just recently just, you know, Richie Valens, all those guys love them. And I recently just rediscovered and I, I downloaded and listened to like seven of his early albums, Roy Orbison. Oh, yeah. God, Roy and, Orbison and it's just like, and I like, he's great. Man. He's great. But like you, you hear his songs and you're just like, fuck, this is so good. And yeah, he was, just, a, he was, he was, he was, I mean, he's so underrated and he finally got his. So I don't he's think he's his, underrated. I think people really he was for a while, him. but like now, I, uh, I don't know. I think the pretty woman is not his best work. No, no it's Brian, a great song. Close to his best work. He's oh, a really yeah. yeah. No, that guy. That guy. Well, first of all, beyond beyond any songwriting ability, his voice. His is, voice is so good. It's so good. It's so he, clean crying and beautiful. Is yeah. like yeah. I yeah. I don't know how many times I've heard the song "Crying" and it always gives me chills. Yeah, he's a, he's I, a great artist. And I didn't know he originally wrote "Love Hurts" that Nazareth yeah. covered. Yeah, I never I, I never put that together, and I was always like. Because I, I was like doing a deep listen of Roy Orbison. I knew the hits, but then I just listened to a lot of it. And I was like, fuck, he did that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I mean, it just was like, oh, learn something new. But like Damn, Roy Orbison, yeah. man. Is- well, it's one of the things I, uh, the reason I love Roy Orbison, I mean, I love Roy Orbison for a lot of reasons, is that my my dad, if you look at pictures of him, of him when he was younger, looks exactly like Roy Orbison. He, I mean, he looks oh, wow. like him, and he was a rock and roll DJ in the. Oh, 50s. cool! So huh. he was one of those Wolfman Jack kind of guys. That's very cool. Yeah, very I cool. remember when I was a little kid. It was about the time the Bears won the Super Bowl because Jim McMahon oh, yeah. was a big deal. He was wearing that, sunglasses, yeah. and I remember my parents telling me something about Jim McMahon wearing sunglasses because the bright lights hurt his eyes in this or some shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, my parents couldn't just tell me like because it he thinks it looks cool or because yeah. that's what cool kids do. Or I, I don't Roy know. Roy Orbison anyway. actually wore them because of his fucking eyes. But so also he had Roy stage o- fright, which is Orbison why yeah. came up and I was like, Oh, so I just figured that Roy Orbison always wearing the sunglasses was like Jim McMahon. And that they were like, okay. kind so of maybe the, what of we're looking for is we're looking ilk. for a biopic of Roy Orbison played oh. by Jeremy Renner with the, when he finally dies, it's John Cusack. Ooh. Okay. This is a good movie. I'm surprised they haven't made a biopic of, uh, of Roy Orbison. I'm actually surprised. They did Johnny Cash, but uh, and it was a really good and movie. Ray, but... And Ray, and they've done yeah, La Bamba. La Bamba is an underrated movie, by the way. I think La, uh, La Bamba is, is an underrated movie. movie. Yeah. And I think Lou Diamond Phillips is a fucking joy. And he's the only reason I watched Longmire yeah. Because mm. he's in Longmire and I fuck I love Lou Diamond Phillips. Young Young Guns is my all-time favorite movie. So is it really? Young Guns is my all-time favorite movie. Yes. All right. We're does, gonna have you does on Orbison the, like have watch. the tragedy. No, that, we're gonna have you Ray... on the I like to watch podcast, and you're gonna have to justify Young Guns being your favorite. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> wow. Okay, all right, Don. Here's a question for you, and we can discuss this later. Sure. Um, or now, I don't care. No, we got. There are no, there are no rules here. What's what's a worst favorite movie? Young Guns or Cocktail? Both are phenomenal. Thank you, Rory. No, yeah, no, no, <laughs> definitely Young Guns. Yeah, Young Guns is a worst favorite movie. Yeah, Cocktail is a far better favorite movie. I- I mean, I would agree with you because cocktail is, is well, my I'm, number I'm, one. And I'm not, I'm not trying to but, shit all over Zori. Zori? You're now yeah. Zori Racker. Zori yes. Racker. I've been um, called no, worse. I'm not going to shit all over Rory, but I will say, in terms of favorite movies, 
um, I think it's going to have a bit more heft because in that regard, Young Guns, Cocktail, one of my favorite movies is Roadhouse. Oh, yeah. But is Roadhouse a great movie? I love Roadhouse. Yes, it is. Neither of these three (laughs) movies are great movies. They're great kitsch movies. They're great. They're great movies. Are they great films? No, but they're great movies. If we're going to get snooty uh, about shit. I used to although, fuck guys like you I'm in not prison. Sure Donnie right. gets off on saying that that clue is worthy of a conversation, but we're gonna have that conversation. I will always watch Roadhouse if it's on. I will. I always think watch Roadhouse, Roadhouse is the fucking gold. And if they ever make a remake, I will find them and I will torch their set. They it's, made a bad sequel to it with Jonathan Sheck from that. Yeah, thing I remember do. that, and I yeah, that's a bad one. They were supposed it. to remake it with Ronda Rousey. And yeah, I, I know they were. Got, they were talking about it, but oh, and then it got and she lost a bunch of matches, and I guess they were like, "No, fuck them." See, here's here's the one thing that's missing from Young Guns. For that matter, Young Guns, you can't. The one thing missing from Young Guns, what, is the Kelly Lynch pin. Yeah, it's true. So she is in both Cocktail Cocktail and Roadhouse. Yeah, she did have a good career in in eighties movies. It was like 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 nineteen eighty seven to nineteen eighty seven. She crushed it. And I went to the Back to the eighties. That was one of the funny things. Back to the eighties cafe today. My wife looks at me. She goes. And we're, I mean, they've got posters and VHS cassette cases everywhere, right? She goes, is there any movie on the walls that you haven't seen? <laughs> at I least 20 times. Or- and I looked at every, and I went, no, I've seen them all. I've seen every single one of them. Sure. You know, and it was like, what about that one? Yeah, that was a sequel to, uh, that was basically a loose sequel to Reanimator. Hmm. Oh. What, yeah. Break an electric boogaloo? Come on, of course I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> oh, some good movies. Rory, thank you so much for joining us again. And maybe thank you for having be, me. Maybe it won't be two fucking years. And I apologize for thinking that it was just last week. It That's will not okay. be two fucking years. Yeah, David, I'll see you. Is- I'll see you in a week or so for rib uh, for rib for our pleasure. Yeah, you guys will do ribs. Eat, enjoy your ribs for me. And, and Don, um, if you ever come visit, you're of course can come with dude, us, dude. Come to Vegas. Everybody comes to Vegas. We will you come to Vegas. Love to come to Vegas. We will. We will come to Vegas. I saw you in Vegas for that. That's a, right. A little while ago, but I will come back. Maybe we start as I am. And we had uh, we had the last time Thai food. The last time oh, we were in Vegas that, together, that blew it up got, my butt. Oh my god! Yeah, oh, I know <laughs> it did. I know it did. I totally know it did. It was so. I ran. Good, I, ran right? I ran from your car to my hotel room, and I was like, but it was I so go. delicious. It was phenomenal right? was curry. So good? Phenomenal curry. So yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've got a loose asshole, Rory. Well, I think yeah. that's the issue. That's from our days at summer camp, Davey. But we can talk yeah. about that another time. That'll do it every time. That's <laughs> that's a chapter that got cut from the book. But yeah. in in the second edition, it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Love you both. Love you guys. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Ape Cast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.